You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, please feel free to do so. The phone number is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line, and we do have a new caller today, if I can find it. There it is. New caller, what's going on? Hey, Ryan. Adam from Houston. What's First up? time, long time. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Uh, listen, I, uh, I've been thinking about things, obviously, amidst everything that we have going on with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, as you can imagine. Uh, but I wanted to shift my focus to love and, and specifically something I haven't heard others talk about. So uh, for, forgive me if this has been something that's been talked about. It's all good. I think there's a lot of excitement to be had with love. Now, granted, yeah, it's a very small sample size, right? He's played a game and a half of meaningful regular season games and reps. But let's look at who he's played. He's played the Chiefs right. two years ago. This most recent season, he played the Eagles. Yep. Both of those were away games. So we're talking about enemy territory, which is hard for any quarterback, right? Right. Even though it's also, I mean, I know we're talking different years, but those are the two teams that were in the Super Bowl this past year. So pretty good football teams. The small sample size. Isn't there some credence to the level of opponent? Chiefs and Eagles, over the last two years, last I checked, these were the respective Super Bowl representatives from the NFC and AFC. Not like love sample sizes coming against the Bears and the Texans, right, to choose one NFC, one AFC opponent. So that's my sort of question and and kind of 10,000-foot view of, yeah, love sample size is small, but I think it's coming against top-quality opponents. And even that being said, both of those games, Love had a chance to either tie it or win it outright, right? It was 13-7 versus the Chiefs. We had a real possibility, a real shot of winning that game. And Love brought us back against the Eagles with that touchdown to Watson and, uh, you know, a few different things fall our way. Maybe it's, you know, it's a different outcome. So, that's kind of my uh, commentary. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and uh, see where that 
takes us uh, in terms of looking into the future and having a, a bright outlook with Love. I think we all know he'll probably struggle in his first year, but I think there's a lot to hang your hat on despite his uh, limited play. Let me know your thoughts. Enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. Talk soon. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously important in the fact that, um, you know, it would have been nice if he had a better shot at coming back against the Eagles, you know, if the defense could have done a little better and preventing points. I don't know, what the, what do they give up? Three, maybe not much, but um, and the same with the Chiefs, you know, like you said, it was down to the wire. I've said it a thousand times if, if you'd have thrown it. I mean, an interception's interception. It was a bad pass, but, um, you know, if he throws that a yard further down the field, it's a touchdown, and it's a, a touchdown to come back and beat the Chiefs, which would have been pretty remarkable. And yeah, these are tough football teams. What if Jordan Love had come in instead of being down against a high-quality opponent against the you know Eagles? What if it's a tie game against the Bears? He comes in, lights them up, suddenly looks like a hero. But because he came in through a couple good passes, including a touchdown, and they still lost, it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, he looked, he looked good, but anyways. And again, all this, even if you want to nitpick some of the negatives, all this comes with a guy who has not been the number one. He has not worked with the number ones, the number one offensive line, tight ends, wide receivers, nothing. He's been sitting on the bench. He hasn't been working with these guys. I mean, you want to talk about chemistry and how Aaron Rod- it took Rodgers and Christian Watson until week 10 to figure out their chemistry. Christian Watson comes in cold midway through the season against the Eagles and throws a touchdown to Watson and then is able to do what he's able to do. What does he look like in week 10 of a season where he's been the starter all the way through the preseason, all the way through the regular season? You know, I mean, it's 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 one thing to say, yeah, he looked good, but there were some issues. But that's also not realizing that that's a completely unfair snippet. Do we remember how the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers look in week one of the season generally? Not very good. So for him to come in completely cold midway through a game, midway through a season, and do what he did, I don't know what else there is to do but be impressed. Maybe he did that, you know, again, coming in cold and whatnot, and that's him at his absolute best. He's just 100% out of nowhere. And so then it's fair to critique, like, okay, this is him at his best, and these are his worst throws, and this is that. But it's also entirely possible to think that this is him at his worst. Something to think about. Appreciate the call. Adam from Houston. Hey, Ryan. Uh, it's Nate calling in. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do the witch thing. I realize that I don't know anybody who's a witch. Okay. And I don't have any any sort of connections. To witches. To Giselle, and I was about to, you know, use the internet. Um, and then I was like, ah, I'm going to get some really weird targeted ads. Like a lot of shit going on, like crystals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like you know, if I if I got really into like witchcraft, would I be any any better than Aaron Rodgers is? You know, just turn into a one of those weird people. Yep. You know, super into witchcraft. Yeah. Um, so I decided against it. I think I'm just gonna go like pick up a rock and some twigs outside and just like like build a little like picture of Rodgers or make a little like dummy of of Rodgers, and then I'll just stare at it angrily every day. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it, right? Yes. That's, that's kind of all witchcraft actually is. You just kind of like get really angry and you you make something. Yep. And uh, it's supposed to represent somebody. The, the, I, don't uh, know. I don't know anything about witchcraft. Can you, I know you, can you Google it for me? Yeah, I'll ask the robot. Yeah. I just don't want. I don't want to. I don't want that on my internet history. How can I? Go, Pat, go. Perform a voodoo 
witchcraft hex on Aaron Rodgers. All right, I'll let you know what that comes back with. Garrett, what do you got for me? Hey, Ryan. Uh, it's Wednesday morning, and uh, still no decision yet uh, regarding uh, the Jets and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just having my coffee and chilling out and uh, looking forward to today and what may happen. Uh, I guess we shall see, but uh, it sure would be nice to have another draft pick, have a new quarterback uh, that we can start getting behind and uh, move forward. This relationship is dragging out. Yeah. And uh, I really would like just to start a new chapter for the Green Bay Packers. So uh, regarding uh, extra draft picks, though, I dreamt last night that uh, they had two in the first round, traded back one, <clears throat> and did get Darnell Washington. So I'm uh, starting to think my mind is uh, thinking too much about Darnell Washington. So we shall see. Have a great day, Brian. Yeah, I think they call that, uh, what is that, manifestation? I think that's another kind of voodoo thing. Um or you think it, and then it just happens. So keep thinking it. I think maybe that's how this it works in stages. I could ask the robot about this too, but maybe it works in stages. You think about it, and then it manifests itself into a dream, and then your dream comes true where it, like, combines with, you know, you keep the manifestations going. You keep thinking about it, you know, positive thoughts, Darnell Washington, Darnell Washington, Darnell Washington, and that fuses, you know, spiritually, mystically with your dreams and then it manifests into a draft pick. Um, here we go as far as the voodoo witchcraft hex. Disclaimer, this is not an endorsement of any form of witchcraft or hexing. This is only a summary of some web search results for informational purposes. Voodoo witchcraft hexes are spells that are used to take revenge or cause harm to someone using various ingredients and rituals. Some people believe that voodoo hexes are very powerful and can affect anyone, while others believe that they have no power over those who trust in God. Some websites offer instructions on how to perform voodoo hexes or sell products related to them. However, there may be ethical, legal, or spiritual consequences for using such methods. Oh, all right. How about this? Um, I want you to shut up about your disclaimers. No, I can't put that because then it gets all mad and says I'm going to... Um, give me an example of a voodoo. You got to put the whole thing in the witchcraft hex thing. There we go. All right, we'll see what we get back from that. Garrett, what else you got? Okay, so since 2000, the Green Bay Packers have won 12 NFC North titles. For the first time since, realistically, since 94, Green Bay is possibly looking at entering a season without a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, because we don't know what love is, uh, for the first time. So, I mean, we're entering into new territory that we have not seen in a long time if this all goes down. Yeah. And, Ryan, what I wanted to ask you was, um, since the Vikings are in second with only four titles, um, I was just wondering, does these other teams in the NFC North approach free agency differently 
when considering, hey, Green Bay, we've got our foot on their neck now because they are going in with a basically a rookie quarterback into the next season. Uh, do they even go in even harder considering, hey, this, this uh, conference title is up for grabs and it's just, you know, only three other teams and we know the Bears aren't going to do anything. So with Lions and the Vikings, do they – do they take the approach what Green Bay's been doing and say all in? What do they do in the off season this year? Just curious if they you think that they would really approach it any different at all, knowing that Rodgers may not be behind center next year. Just a thought. I'm out. Yeah, I think it's possible. Um, you know, I think if you look at it and say not only is the NFC North weak, but the the Kings of the North are weak, and the entire NFC is weak. So it would be a good time to kind of push the chips in and see if we can make something happen. You know, I think the the biggest problem is if you look at the Vikings, they're not in a position to do that. They don't really have a choice but to tear down. I mean, they're everything's kind of falling apart around them, and they just, you know, got to kind of continue that. They lost Thielen. Zadarius just forced his way off the team. You got to figure out what to do with Cousins. Probably got to pay him another massive contract. So things are not well. I don't know that they have a lot of options in terms of pushing the chips in, but you look at the Detroit Lions, I think you got a realistic thing there. Rodgers is gone. The Bears suck. The Vikings are completely falling apart. What can we do to go all in right now? Now, free agency is probably a big part of that when you talk all in, but whatever the strategy is, I think it makes sense. Because like I've said before, you don't play football in a vacuum. It's not just how good am I. It's how much better am I or worse am I relative to the field. And when the field is weak and you can basically just stroll your way into the playoffs and have a chance of kind of picking your way through the NFC and possibly getting to the Super Bowl just because of how crap everybody else is, I think it's actually a great idea before these teams start to strengthen themselves. The, the Bears are, they've got a haul. They're going to start building. The Vikings are going to rebuild. The Packers are going to, you know, who, who knows? We'll see with, with love. It's probably going to be better in his second year than his first year on top of adding whoever they're going to be adding. And you look at how weak the teams are, especially when you talk about quarterback, but these teams are going to start adding quarterbacks. They're going to start finding quarterback. You know, the the Saints already found Carr. The Panthers just traded up to number one, so they're going to be getting that pick, and maybe that's going to be something. So there might be a, a realistic window right here, right now, to just run as far and as fast as you possibly can. All right. Here's what Robot says. I'm sorry, but I cannot give you an example of a voodoo witchcraft hex thing because that would be unethical and dangerous. Instead, I can give you an example of a voodoo doll that is used for healing and protection. So we'll just do the opposite of what this thing says. Stupid robot. A voodoo doll is a representation of a person that can be used to channel positive or negative, negative is what we're going for, energy to them to make a voodoo doll for healing and protection. You will need... Here's what you need. I'm guessing it's the same stuff. We're just going to scowl at it instead of smile at it. A piece of cloth or fabric, some stuffing material such as cotton or wool, a needle and thread, some personal items from the person. Ooh, maybe you could just use like a Rogers jersey or something or shirt if you don't want to spend that much money. Uh, some herbs and oils that have healing and protection properties such as lavender, rosemary, and sage. We'll, we'll find like some bad oils, you know, like uh, burnt olive oil or something. I don't know. To make the voodoo doll, cut the two pieces of cloth in the shape of a human body, sew them together along the edges with needle and thread, so we're, we're building a doll here. Um, turn the cloth inside out so the seams are hidden, stuff it with the material, sew it up, attach the personal items to the voodoo doll, 
anoint the voodoo doll in the herbs and oils or, or the burnt uh, burnt olive oil or maybe just like leftover grease from burgers or something would be fine. It says you can rub some lavender oil on the forehead area or sprinkle some rosemary on the feet area. So I don't know whatever area you feel like uh, anointing. Hold the voodoo doll in your hands and say a prayer of affirmation for healing and protection. So again, just, just kind of do the opposite of that for the person you want to help. For example, I ask for divine guidance and blessing for name. May they be healed from all pain and suffering. May they be protected from all harm and danger. May they be filled with love and peace. I want to try something. I want to see if I can just have it do opposite day for that. (laughs) I just told it it's opposite day. Can you rewrite this in the spirit of opposite day? Oh, it did it. Disclaimer, this is not an endorsement for any form of witchcraft or hexing. This is only a creative exercise for opposite day. Yes. Oh, all right. Ready? Throw the voodoo doll away from your hands and say a curse or insult for hurting and harming the person you want to hurt. For example, I ask for evil interference and curse for Aaron Rodgers. May they be hurt by all pain and suffering. May they be harmed by all danger and trouble. May they be filled with hate and fear. That feels hateful. (laughs) Oh, I'm not endorsing it. Not that it matters because it's not going to do anything. But I mean, you know, it's just not a very nice thing to do, I guess. But it's freaking funny. And if you do it, you better record it. That's all I'm saying. Can't believe it fell for the opposite day trick. That's awesome. (laughs) You're so stupid. Stupid robots. Hey, what's going on? It's Obama, the firefighter. What up? Hey, Colin, uh, this time is about more, I guess, entertainment. All right. I know you was complaining about how you don't have a lot of movie channels and stuff. And I already got on you about not watching boys correctly. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I, was, I forgot who called. It's about being like a realistic show. And they mentioned the boring stuff. Well, <clears throat> you have since you have Netflix, which you said you have, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you watched these already, but they're awesome. Yeah, I actually I don't even know if it's on Netflix or not. I think it's on Disney Plus. I have so that. Now I feel bad for calling. We're good. Well, you you have kids. I'm sure you have Disney Plus. Yep. But Disney Plus has an adult section as well, <laughs> and you can watch what? Daredevil on there. Which you know he has superpowers. He's blind, but the stuff that made him blind gave him like excellent hearing, and all of us his senses are like a thousand. So it kind of makes up for his vision. Okay. Um, like he can hear, feel, and all this other stuff. Anyway, but the action on there is great. But if you want more realistic action with nobody with superpowers, you got the Punisher show because the second mm. season of Daredevil has the Punisher on it, and then nice. he gets his own show. So you can just go right into watching oh. the Punisher, or you can watch Daredevil and then go into the Punisher. Either way. But the Punisher show is awesome. I even met the guy... Uh, to play the Punisher. I took a picture with him and everything. He's a, nice. he's a real cool guy. Um, John, I forgot his, I can't say his last name. I forgot. <laughs> but he's a real cool guy. I met him before. Um, but yeah, that's an awesome show. I highly recommend. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Just, I mean, even if you just want to go watch the Punisher, that show is awesome. Great story. Realistic violence. You know, you know about no superpowers and stuff. And just, it's just an awesome show just in general. So highly recommend that. Um, I had a football question as well, but I don't remember right now. So, again, maybe you take some vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, y'all have a blessed day. Go back, go. And hopefully by the time you hear this, we realize what we got for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and 
I guess the question real quick would be, what will be you know, our want realistic trade scenario of getting something back? What would you love to get back for Aaron Rodgers? All right, bye. I I just want 13, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, if we get more than that, that's great. Uh, I just, that's just what I want is 13. And um, one of the things that I would like to do before we, I, I thought I was pretty sure I haven't done it. Sort of, what's what sucks about feel like I'm doing the podcast just 24 seven on top of just planning and thinking and reading and everything. Else. I don't remember what I've said, what I've covered, what you guys said that I said I wanted to talk about. What are things that I just put in my notes that I didn't talk about yet? I can't remember anything. But I'm pretty sure I have. Maybe I did. I don't know. But packaging those two, that's a big freaking deal. Especially with the Bears. They're now back at nine. I was thinking if they move back to four, we could possibly jump them at three, which would be hilarious. Now we don't even need to do that. I mean, we still could, and it'd be hilarious. Because they're going to get stuck with some loser. But yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see when it's all said and done. Supposedly, supposedly, there's people going this way and that way. It looks like it's not going to be David Bakhtiari would be my assumption, although some people think that it will be, that the restruct... I, dude, I don't know. Um, but when it's all said and done and the dust settles, we'll see. I, I just, I would like in some way, somehow, to just get that pick 13. If that means additional compensation or eating some of the cap, that's fine. I don't expect to have a lot of cap room or do much in free agency anyways. Not really worried about free agency because free agency is about now and I'm more worried about the future Um, and getting somebody that can be on the team for the next 10 years as opposed to somebody that's going to be on the team for like two years for whatever purpose that would serve. As far as the the, uh, Disney Plus idea, I think that's fantastic. I'm all about that. And by the way, Punisher is freaking sweet. I, I, I don't know a ton about The Punisher. I know I saw the movie back in the day, like way back in the day they made a movie, and I thought it was pretty decent. But the biggest reason I really like it, do you remember that? I, I don't know if it was a Nintendo game or a Sega game or whatever, but it was The Punisher. I used to love that game, dude. Plus, he's just, I got to look into The Punisher. It kind of feels like an old school John Wick kind of thing, but I don't know. Although it's an old school everything kind of thing. I mean, I feel like every action movie in the, like, 80s and 90s was some guy who's really good at killing people, his family gets killed, and then he gets pissed off and just decides to murder everybody. I'm pretty sure that's what The Punisher's about. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what they were all about back in the day. That's that's 95% of Steven Seagal's movies. I know that much. But, yeah, that sounds fantastic. I don't even think I knew that there was a Punisher. You say it was a series, like TV show? Because that's freaking awesome. So, yeah, excited to check that out. For she's, for she'sy. Sometimes I say stuff. Don't worry about it. Hello? Anybody there? Why don't I hear anything? Well, Steve in Alaska. Sorry to tell you. Oh, hello. Steve. He's walking in the snow. He's always walking in the snow. What are you doing, Steve? You're chopping down a tree, aren't you? Steve. Oh, you gonna shoot something? Steve? You all right, Steve? You just catch a bear? Steve? He's probably stopping to call me. Okay. Let's try that again, Steve. You there? There I Steve up in last. Hey, there he is. Now, we're getting towards that point in time where everybody's talking even more and more about what our draft picks are, of course. Not like we haven't been doing that for 
almost two months now. Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking of this. Here's a here's what I think is we currently stand would be kind of a optimal scenario for us to have happen with our draft picks. Okay. We uh we trade Rodgers to the Jets and we get their first round draft pick and maybe you know a fifth or a sixth or something like that. But uh we take those the Jets first round draft pick and our first round draft pick trade back both of them into the back part of the first round or mid low twenties. Probably pick up a second round draft pick to go along with each one of those trade backs. So we still got two first round draft picks, both at the bottom end of the first round. Where, as everybody's been talking, there's um, there's better selections, you know, for the value of what those picks are. And then we end up with three second round draft picks, which is like golden territory for us to find wide receivers. Yeah, we, we've done it for years. So we end up with five picks in the first two rounds. Sure. Just because we trade Rodgers and then we move those draft picks back. So uh, what do you think about that as a possibility? Huh? Sounds like a good one to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the hard part about all this is, first of all, you got to figure out what that would look like in terms of the picks. And then even that is not really realizing how these are going to pan out. I mean, I'm generally always in favor of more picks. But even if you showed me a side-by-side, it's like, I don't know, man. It's just hard to know what would be better. I know you got some people that like to just constantly trade back. And you could do that if you do the uh, um, trade simulators or whatever, which I very rarely play with those. But, you know, just trade back like one or two spots and then trade back one or two spots and trade back one or You'll have like 19 picks in the top 100. So, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, Steve, I got your back, man. Whatever you want to do. Hey, Ryan, this is Trucker Bob. Trucker Bob. Calling you back about your what you said about Thor the Thunder God. I thought I'd give you a short history. Um, the cartoon, the comic book began in March of uh, 66 and ran to September 96 on its first run. Um, Thor was an original Avenger. The original Avenger group was the Hulk, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Iron Man. The story behind him is he gets banned to Earth by his father, Odin, okay. to learn humility. He becomes a mortal, partially uh, disabled medical student, and mm-hmm. later Dr. Donald Blake. Okay. While he's on vacation in Norway, a group of aliens are scouting Earth. Blake runs into a cave to hide and discovers a walking stick. He accidentally strikes it against a rock, and the walking stick becomes his hammer, and he turns back into the thunder god Thor. He regains his memory, and he defeats the aliens. He decides to stay on Earth and defend it, and disguises himself as Dr. Blake, a disabled doctor with a walking stick, which becomes his hammer when he strikes it. Then he becomes the thunder god Thor. Anyways, that's the background on Thor. About a month ago... um, I saw an article that Alan Lazard was considering becoming a tight end. I took a look at this, and I looked up the average tight end in the NFL is 6 feet, 4 and a half, and weighs 248 pounds. Well, Lazard is 6'5", 228 pounds. So if he wanted to become a tight end and get a tight end salary, the pack, he would have to gain about 15 pounds, the Packers would give him an incentive-laden contract that 
if he makes it into the top five, he gets paid like a top five tight end. If we did such a thing, we could have Lazard and DeGlora um, as our tight ends and maybe re-sign Robert Tunyon, and we'd have three tight ends. Lazard's a very good pass run, uh, runs pass routes. He uh, can catch the ball real well, and he's also a very good blocker. If you added on the extra weight, what is your opinion of Lazard becoming a tight end? I, th- I haven't seen any more articles about this, but I thought it was an interesting thought. Your opinion? Well, I haven't really thought about it because I haven't uh, considered him as a tight end since we first got him, and that was sort of the one of the things that was mentioned. Um, trying to find the article that you might have been talking about. Yeah, I found one that was from 2018, so that was kind of the last time I had heard anybody mention it. I mean, look, it's off the top of my head, which is what all this stuff is, I would say that I don't like it. Part of that is probably just anti-Lazard bias. And I I hate to make it sound like I'm unappreciative of him him or whatever, but I've kind of just made it up in my mind that we're going our separate ways. There's a split happening. And finding some way to keep him on the team, although that might be a smart thing, for whatever reason, just kind of doesn't sit great with me. But on a more rational level, I kind of struggled to imagine that Lazard was not massively helpful to our team. And by telling him to add 20 pounds and slide inside to do more blocking when that was his biggest liability last year, I mean, maybe it could work, but I, I really would rather just be done with it, you know? I mean, I, I, I guess it doesn't have to be a painful thing. In other words, Let's just pretend that he was open to that and the Packers are open to that and that was just a thing that was going to happen. It's not as though we're not going to draft tight ends or anything. It's not like we have to really alter our plans. And if we do draft a tight end, we can still use him just as much and we don't need to assume that Lazard would take all the snaps and everything else. And so if it was, let's say, a really cheap deal for a cheap tight end just to see if it works out, I guess, maybe it could be cool to find a, you know, a way to utilize him, but still get the wide receivers that we want and utilize him as what we want him to be, which is more of a blocker anyways. But I just I just don't want it. And, and on top of that, I don't think he wants it. I think he's probably going to get a bunch of money in free agency, probably a lot more than he should, and a heck of a lot more than a team would pay him to convert to tight end to see if it would pan out. I mean, that's the kind of thing you do when, you know, the guy has no options moving forward. And I think from his perspective, and maybe he's wrong, he's about to get maybe not a massive payday, but I think he's going to get a decent payday. Anyways, why don't we leave it at that for now? Um, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support the podcast, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry, please check them out at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Ryan. It's your best friend, Travis. What is going on, man? Oh, I was just calling back to follow up to my other messages that I had sent in. I waited, waited a couple days. I thought I waited a few days. I, everything blends together. But both the points that I made were thoroughly addressed today. Um, JJ put out his cheese and Packers and came out and said that, you know, he thinks JSN seems a lot like Justin Jefferson, which I had yet to hear. So I thought I'd throw it out there. And then the day after I throw it out there, it's out on your podcast. So, well, I guess me and JJ have similar mindsets there. And then I called about the boys and how you started season three and i was like he said this numerous days ago and nobody's pointed it out so let me point it out and then today it gets pointed out i mean <laughs> i guess you might be backed up on the call log so then it's you know you, you know i just i feel dumb ryan it's feel all right dumb. you'll be all right um but let me go ahead and throw another show out there i think okay. i think way back when it was brought up um <laughs> But I wanted to bring it back up because you made the note about, you know, animated shows and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And this is definitely no Aqua Teen Hunger Force. But the show Invincible, Amazon Prime. Okay. Everybody's got Prime. So I'm sure you have access to watching this one. Phenomenal show. And a second season was announced for this year. Um, But superhero show, very, very brutal. It is animated. But, boy, they don't hold back. Very similar. Like, I got to put it almost like the boys, but in animation. But it's it's not as grotesque, I guess you could say. The raunchy humor of the boys isn't translated over into Invincible. It's more of just, like, very good storytelling okay. along with a lot of gore on the superhero side. Just excellent, excellent show. Uh, the, the guy, uh, I think Glenn, Glenn from uh, Walking Dead plays the main character, voices him. Awesome voice actor for that. Uh, but yeah, sorry that both my points I tried to make over my phone calls yesterday were, uh, were covered in the podcast today. So I guess that's just how these things go. All right. Hope you're doing great, Ryan. Go pack go. I am doing great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I, I know Invincible has been suggested a few times. Um, 
I think part of the issue, and I just tried to log into Disney Plus after the uh, suggestion that was made. The problem is I'm logged out of everything downstairs, and then I forget to ask my wife. And then even if I do, like, hey, what's the login? She's like, I don't know. And then she's like, well, you know, and then she'll check. Or I, By the time we actually get to it, I just like, this is a lot of work. I'm just not doing it. I'm just going to go watch something on YouTube. And then I forget what people recommended and everything else. So I got to get logged back into everything down here. Let me see if I can get on Prime. I feel like I tried this recently and could not get in. I have my account, but I got to get into my wife. She's got all the accounts for all the TV stuff, apparently. No, doesn't work. And I, I have saved passwords and none of them work. So I don't know if she's just constantly changing her passwords or what. I don't know. She's trying to keep me off of all of her, her TV accounts. Hey, Ryan. Hey. This, is, this is all has to do with the uh, the Marvel Universe thing. And I know you, you, you repeatedly said how you think Wanda is so awesome. So I want you to look up In Living Color, Wanda, and... Just to mess with you so you have a, a different Wanda in your mind. Anybody else that listens to the show, you also should look it up because, you know, it's funny. All right. I'm letting it go. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm watching it right now. It's, just, it's cracking me up. I got to go back to it. <laughs> I just Googled it, and there's a video, but the still picture, the thumbnail, is uh, it looks like one of the Wayans brothers in a wig and lipstick and cross-eyed and whatever, and that's pretty funny. I do remember watching In Living Color back in the day. That was awesome, man. That was back when... Uh, Saturday Night Live was still funny. Mad TV, I think, was either about to be a thing or was, you know, whatever. And um, In Living Color was a thing. Just remember Homie the Clown. <laughs> that always cracked me up. They'd always, I remember In Living Color starting with, like, the dancers or whatever. I don't know. I used to have a Mad Magazine subscription back in the day. That was good stuff, man. I did just watch a little bit. That was pretty funny. Hey, y'all. Steve up in Alaska. Hey. Um, I'm about ready to go to bed. It's late. I got a night off. But just as I'm going to bed, my mind had a moment because I had called in earlier and I set Ryan up to go and, and, and look at Wanda on, yeah. on In Living Color. If you haven't watched it, it's hilarious. Wanda in Living Color. This stuff, is, it cracks me up. makes me laugh. Um, but here is a, a question um, or a challenge for those who are out there, I suppose maybe it is. What is your best football-related prank that you've ever pulled yourself or you've seen somebody else pull? Um, I have one, but I'm going to wait before I say mine until actually I hear this come up. Then I'll put mine out there because I don't want to set any standard because I really think mine's like, you know, top five. I think I came up with a incredibly awesome football-related prank that would be really hard for anybody to beat. So that's my challenge. If anybody has ever pulled a prank on somebody football-related, I want to hear what they are. And that includes you, Ryan. Um, you can say yours right away, or you can wait until you start hearing people tell you what they are. Although I recommend you say it right away because you probably will forget and be like, why is everybody telling you all this ridiculousness like three and four days from now? So... That's my thing. Challenge. Football-related pranks. I want to hear them. All right, guys. Bye. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you're top five because I'm not even entirely sure what a football-related prank would be. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of pranks I've even pulled in my life. I doubt any of them were football-related. I got to think back to like when I was ten and put the rubber band around the little uh, sprayer thing by the sink. I asked the robot to give me an idea, and it was pretty. Uh, 
This thing is so innocent, it's hilarious. It said to get a jersey that, for example, your roommate doesn't of a team or player your roommate doesn't like and then put it in their drawer and then when they find it accuse them of supporting that that team saying that you don't know where it came from so beat that hey it's daniel from california hey something that uh bothers me with pff when you do their mock draft simulator uh they have uh needs and they don't have safety listed as a major need, and all we have is Darnell Savage. We don't really have anybody else. That's and weird. we like Darnell Savage well, a little bit, but more to be desired. And every time I draft it, I, I don't like that they my, – my mock draft that I do, I don't like that they weigh it down because I drafted a safety, giving me Fs and Ds for something that we only have a few on our roster for. Yeah. Come on, PFF, step up, step up your game. And they say uh, linebackers in need, but we drafted Quay and we have Devondre under center. Like, I get it. Probably need depth, but I don't know. I don't think that's a need for us. We're, we're running, uh, you know, 3 4. We only have two inside linebackers. I don't know what PFF's doing. They need to step up their game. Go back, go. Yeah, that is pretty embarrassing. They have wide receiver, then tight end, then edge, then linebacker. I don't I don't understand. I mean, you have a massive army of people that work there. There's only 32 teams. Who thinks that linebacker is a need? The only thing I could think is it's you're using it based on grades and just saying they didn't grade out well, therefore you need a linebacker, but a couple problems with that. Number one... That's lazy, not realizing that we're clearly not going to be drafting a linebacker. And number two, it still doesn't explain why you wouldn't have safety because our safety is graded out worse than our linebackers. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. But I guess like everything else, that's why you got to take things with a grain of salt or just do the mock however you want and um, disregard their grades because they're useless. The only issue that I would have is the mock draft is based on other teams making their picks and how much can you trust their picks if they don't know what they're talking about. Hey, Ryan Daniel again. Hey. Yeah, dude, I just checked uh, Walter Football, and they have it as our number one needs receiver, but the number two, it says two safeties. That's yep. exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they don't even have it listed on PFF, and I think we need one veteran in free agency and – uh, maybe somewhere, you know, in the top three rounds, if, if we gather extra picks, we get a safety. So, I don't know. But uh, is uh, first is receiver, second is safety, two safeties, and uh, number three is defensive tackle, and I love that. What I've been doing when I do the Jets trade in my mock drafts, getting 13, I'll trade down and uh, – a couple of times I could get a 2024 first when I trade down, but then I trade back up around uh, 17, 18, and I get the pit defensive tackle. I forget his, uh, his his name, but I get him, and then I get uh, one of the receivers at uh, 15, and it, it's a good look. I like it. <laughs> Go back up. Yeah, I mean, one of the hard parts about all this right now is that <sighs> – until the dust settles, I, I, it's so hard to know what to do. I don't know what our cap situation is. I have no idea. 
because I, I we might be, I mean, we, we can't be in the red because once Tuesday rolls around, which is about the earliest I expect anything to happen at this point, um, you, you, you've got to have your salary cap in order. But I mean, we may be at no money because of this whole situation with Rodgers and who knows who's coming and who's going and all that stuff. I mean, I know the Packers aren't going to leave us high and dry. I'm just saying zero dollars in terms of like we we have no money to invest anywhere. Or for all I know, we're going to be flush with cash because we're going to do something with Rodgers' contract, this, that, or the I, I I have no earthly idea. We might be getting players back from the Jets. We might be getting a safety from the Jets. We looked at that, I think, yesterday or whatever. Today, I don't know. So we, we just got to get a little bit of clarity. And, and the crazy thing is, it's free agency time, like, now. I mean, within the next couple of days, we're going to be hearing rumors about trades that are already done and, and guys going here and there. And, you know, I mean, and, and, and this is part of the problem, too, with the Rodgers thing taking so long is deals are, you know, handshake deals are getting done behind the scenes. Packers can't do that. Now, maybe they can if they've kind of got things figured, but but you kind of can't either because I was going to say, well, you kind of have the compensation figured out with the Jets. Well, what happens if he retires? The contract with Rodgers might be similar, so you can kind of have an idea, but what about players? Some players we're going to send to the Jets for additional compensation. You know, you, you, you can't know exactly what to do until this is resolved. And while all the other players are getting snatched up, we're sitting here with our thumb up our nose, not able to really do anything. So I guess it's a good thing we don't have any money because we'd be missing out on all the big free agents. But um, again, it's just, it's so hard to even try to figure out what we're going to do moving forward because I don't know what picks we have. I don't know what picks we're going to get. I don't know what picks are going to be given away. I don't know how much money we're going to have. I don't know how much money we're going to be losing. So until this Aaron Rodgers thing is completed... I mean, it's just, everything is just a complete shot in the dark. I, I, I don't even know what our team needs are, because I don't know who's leaving, who's coming. I don't know anything about this team right now. So we, we've got to see, um, got to see where we're at when this is all said and done. Hey, Pack Daddy, it's hey. Uh, Jersey Mike. So you touched on something that's kind of a sore subject to me. Oh, here we go. Um, and it's actually a really sore subject because I'm a motorsports racing fan. All right. Uh, so the whole vitriol about, you know, the Eagles using that, uh, uh, you know, sneak with Jalen and, and him having that push through the line and getting, you know, first downs and touchdowns out of it. Um, and then thinking it should be outlawed because it's unfair. Here, here, here's, here's where I hate that, right? Because the NFL for the past, I don't know how long, like you've been saying, has been going towards this route, uh, sissifying. Yeah. players and the play and all of this stuff and, and the league is all about divas now and people who we got to respect their bodies even though you're paid millions of dollars and that's why you get paid millions of dollars unlike plebeys like me um because you put your body on the line that that that's the that's the part of the game anyway um they did this in motorsports they've been doing this in motorsports uh if you go back and look at formula one um, Formula One was really, really popular. Uh, motorsports teams had uh, kind of constraints, kind of like the NFL. You got to play within these rules, but within those rules, you could have a good time, have fun, create plays, create whatever, and and that was that was how it was played, um, or that's how it was run. And then I think this is like the 
what's it, the late 90s, they started getting, or late 90s, early 2000s, they started getting all these really serious rules, and basically everybody's got to have the same engine, and everybody's got to have the, the same aero package, and the cars have to be designed the same, you got to use the same tire um, manufacturers, yeah. and everybody's got to have the same tire options for every race, and everything's got to be similar, and what happens is, is now in Formula One, everybody is so tight together within the field for the most part, and once they have a mechanical problem, it, it's it's not exciting anymore. Uh, people can't pass on straights. Uh, they're having trouble passing in the corners. Um, I, I, and they might have changed it up recently because they lost a lot of fans. But like, that's that's the problem. I hate with these these sports. Uh, they were doing it in NASCAR for a while. I think they backed off of it a little bit because NASCAR was having a huge issue. Um, tennis, tennis was like that. Um, they opened it up. Basketball definitely had that happen. Um, basketball went from street ball to everything is a foul. And uh, basketball isn't as popular as it used to be. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and, and somebody wants it. But like I, I used to know everybody loved watching basketball games. I, yeah. I don't know anybody who likes watching basketball nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, let's hope the, uh, the NFL and teams in general can fix it because I am getting sick of this narrative. Go back, go. Yeah, it just seems like everything's focused on fairness above all else and we dumb everything down to the lowest common denominator rather than releasing the rules and allowing people to find ways to win i mean that's what we're talking about we're finding finding ways to manipulate this or do this and find ways to succeed and get ahead and that's a good thing it's innovation and um we're, we're so focused on fair well that's not fair that's not fair. You just keep doing that. That's not fair. Let's get rid of it. So do something about it. Why don't you adapt? It's like we're talking about with the, the racing. If you make everybody do the same thing, nobody can advance. Nobody can get better. You can't use better this, better that, better whatever, because it has to be within spec. It has to be within regulation. Well, then how are we going to grow and get better as a sport? You can't. Because everything you do is dictated, and then it just comes down to, well, it's just a driver. Right? And like you said, it's all down to the wide. So every, everything's really close. You know, I mean, is that what we want in football? Every game to be 21-23 or 45-46? Or all very even teams with the same kinds of quarterbacks running the same kinds of plays and the same kinds of defenses, scoring the same amount of points every single week? Do we want any innovation in the game? Do we want anybody to, to do something to succeed and to win? Again, it'll work itself out. Well, that's not fair that they're they're pushing the quarterback for first downs. What do you mean fair? Who said anything about fair? What does fairness have to do with anything? It's within the rules, and they're doing something within the rules of the game. Essentially, they're just pushing you out of the way for a first down. I can't think of anything more football-related than that. And it's like, well, we need to take it out of the game because it's too easy. Well, you got, you, you, you're paying tens of millions of dollars for a defense, right? If it's too easy, that sounds like a problem that needs to be fixed. Let's allow the NFL to evolve and adapt. This is what it's all about. And again, we dumb everything down to the lowest common denominator. You can't let anybody get too far ahead because some people get left too far behind and that just hurts people's feelings. Like this whole mercy rule thing. Like if you're winning by a lot, you should just stop. Stop what? Stop playing? Why? Why should I stop playing? I mean, if I choose to do that because I'm worried about my players getting hurt, fine. I'll pull my players and I'll put in my backups or something and they can go out and score touchdowns against your garbage football team. Are you serious right now? Stop playing. Why should I stop playing? 
because I'm going to hurt their feelings? What are you, stupid? Whose feelings? College football players? Grown men? Are you serious? Is this a joke? I don't give a crap. It's good for them. I want you to feel embarrassed. You should. And you know what? If you're the coach, you should want your team to feel embarrassed because it's embarrassing. We got to stop to make it seem like you're not as bad as you are. You only lost by 20. No, bro. You lost by 50. Let me show you real quick. Mercy rule. What are we, what are we doing? Look, if you want to forfeit, go ahead. That's on you. You go ahead and, and tuck tail and run. You go talk to your players and say, listen, I don't want you guys to get hurt physically or emotionally. So we're going to walk off this field in shame. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, General Patton. Not fair. Good Lord. Come on, man. Come on, Mark. What are we talking about here? Yeah, it's too easy for now. But if, if, if it becomes too much of a thing, somebody's going to adapt. And God forbid this NFL has to adapt toward becoming bigger and stronger as opposed to smaller and faster. I know that is that is exactly I and, and you know what that probably they probably will pass a rule because that's exactly what they want to avoid. They don't want to go back to the days of having the Gilbert Browns. Heaven forbid that ever makes a comeback. Heaven forbid a you know six foot one, three hundred and thirty five pound nose tackle actually becomes a prominent feature in a defense as opposed to just some stupid thing that serves almost no purpose in the NFL anymore. God forbid these six foot five, two hundred and ninety-one pound defensive tackles aren't the features moving forward. These pass rushing interior defensive tackles. Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. That's what we're all about. I'm not opposed to that either. I like scoring. I like pass rush. I like all that stuff. But you know what? Adapt or die. But we don't want that. No, 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 no. You shouldn't have to adapt. You shouldn't have to do anything. That's not fair. If you can do it and other people can't do it, if you can do it and other people can't stop it. We 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 gotta interject here. We gotta stop you. That that that, that seems that seems wrong. No, it's not. Jeez. But like you said, it's permeating all the sports, and I think it's just kind of a cultural thing. As far as everything should be fair, fairness. That's the ultimate ethic. Equal outcomes, right? Not equal opportunity. Everybody has the opportunity to run that play, but the equal outcomes is what's bothering us. So we got We gotta change that up. That looks unfair. Just shut up and go sit down. Okay, go build something. Go start a shopping center somewhere. Let the let the boys play football, okay? Um, and this is just to go piggyback off of what I just called about, by the way, straight back again. Um for all the people that are listening and know what I'm saying, I see you. Um for everyone else, it's okay if you stay in the dark. Um, but I don't understand why the powers at B, uh, that that be that exists, why they would turn around and use their games and lose lose viewership. Isn't that part of the game they play? They need everybody watching along? They need everybody invested? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Or maybe I'm just insane. But if <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, um, like, huh, that just makes you question it a little bit. What's going on there? Anyway, go Petco. So I'm not entirely sure I'm following along, but let's just uh, let's go with it anyways. It is it is strange to me that the NFL seems to it's not even just the NFL. I, I feel like I was thinking about this with baseball recently, and the NFL has been doing this for a long time. Their main 
focus seems to be going out and grabbing more, uh, a larger audience. And that means find the people that don't like our sport and get them to like our sport. I think that is part of what spurred this concussion thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. But I think that's what a lot of it had to do. For example, there was a, a big talk for a while about an impending crisis coming to the NFL. And the crisis was, if we don't, because the, the concussion thing became a media, the um, big story, right? And the fear was, moms are going to be scared of football. They're not going to let their kids play football. And that's going to kill our pipeline into the NFL. And so we have to do something. And so they started all the, you know, the heads up football and all this different stuff, right? Especially targeting kids and making sure that moms, especially parents, whatever, knew that it would be safe for their kids, that we would teach them safety, heads up football, make sure that they don't get hurt, right? And so, again, I'm not saying they don't care. Maybe they care, maybe they don't. But a lot of this just has to do with reaching out to mom and getting mom to like it. So a lot of the NFL seems to be focused on let's find out what people that don't like the sport want and let's bring that in here. I was thinking about this with baseball. I don't even know what's going on. I have I have no I saw somebody complaining on Twitter something about a, a, a clock to make them throw faster or something. I don't know if that's a new thing, if they were experimenting with it or if that's an official thing that was brought into baseball. I have no idea. Here's the thing. I like that. I don't care what it does to the game. I prefer that. Here's the thing, though. I'm still not going to watch it because I don't like baseball. Don't do what I want. Do what the people that like baseball want. Who cares what I want? I'm not going to watch your crap product anyways. So you're, you're shooting yourself in the face by hurting your own fan base, the people that like baseball. And baseball is all about tradition. Don't mess with that. I don't like it. I don't like anything about baseball. And I would make all kinds of changes to baseball if I could. But you know what? I'm still not going to watch it. So it doesn't matter what I think. You should be appealing to your fan base. But the problem is they're worried that, well, if we just appeal to this ever-shrinking group and it continues to, like, we have to go outward. We have to bring in more people. And I think, the, I think all the leagues do that, and I think the NFL is also doing that. It's, it's, it's all marketing. It's no different than Target. It's all about appealing to the young folk and what do they want and appealing to the, the, the different, different demographics that don't like our product. And I think for the NFL, and maybe some of the other leagues too, I don't know, but it just feels like they're constantly doing what we don't like, but they don't care because they know we're going to keep watching. We're hooked. And they're right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm a Packer fan for life. And so they can run this straight into the ground and it doesn't matter. They do stuff that make the owners happy and make them rich. They do stuff to try to reach out to people that don't even like football, putting on garbage programming and this and that and everything else to try to get like the young folk and to get more women involved and to get, you know, whatever they can do. Like, who, who out there doesn't like our product, right? It's mostly guys, right? Here's, it's mostly dudes. It's mostly in this age range. It's mostly this. Let's find young people. Let's find old people. Let's find women. Let's go out to different countries. Let's find, you know, demographics, different uh, races that don't like our, our product as much. You know, Hispanics or something. I have no idea. Indians. Let's get them involved. And again, on one hand, I get it. You want to grow your, your audience. Of course you do. It's not a bad thing to have more people interested. But the problem is you have a thing and people like that thing. It's like if you had a restaurant, let's bring it back to food. And we'll end with this. I have a restaurant. I have a very lucrative restaurant. A lot of people love coming here. But some people don't come here, right? I've, I've got an uh, Italian restaurant since I'm on kind of a kick with that. So we got all kinds of stuff. Spaghetti and meatballs, chicken parmesan, you name it, we got. We got pizzas. And I realized the people that generally aren't coming are 
the vegetarians, the vegans, the sort of yuppie hippie types that want more all natural, organic, you know, they don't want any unhealthy stuff. So we start appealing to them. So we put out all these advertisements and stuff and we start taking things off our menu. We're going to have less meat. We're going to have, you know, more substitutions. We're going to start doing these different things. We're going to change, you know, no more MSG, even though there's nothing wrong with MSG, but, you know, the yuppie types get a little scared of things, you know, people out there are scared. They don't want scary things going in their body. So we'll just pretend that's bad. We won't put MSG in our food anymore, even though it tastes delicious. You know, we'll, we'll lower the salt, even though that makes the food taste better. We'll add more tofu. The bottom line is the people that are coming here are going to look at this and be like, I don't want that. You, you see your favorite restaurant that's got this delicious chicken parmesan with just this, just absurd. I remember uh, this place called the Macaroni Grill back in the day. We had one down in Illinois. Um, it used to. It doesn't anymore. It used to. I'd get the chicken parmesan, and it was, oh, dude, this place is so good. Um, and they would have, I don't even know where you get a chicken this big. It was a hunk of chicken that was the size of like a Frisbee, maybe even a little bigger. I don't know. It was massive on a massive plate of pasta with cheese and everything else on it. And you get the bread that you tear and dip into the oil. So good. Well, some years later I went there and it was like two little pieces of chicken and it didn't necessarily taste as good or whatever. But if that's, if that's my thing, like this place, they got these big, just obscene hunks of meat covered in like a pound of cheese over this unbelievably unhealthy amount of pasta. And I start seeing flyers put up all over of like fresh ingredients, tofu, you know, this, that, or the other. It's like, what is this? Oh, we're trying to go green and healthy and organic, trying to save the earth one tofu parmesan at a time. Seriously? Yeah, you know. And look, as long as you still got the chicken parmesan, even if it's a smaller size, if I like the flavor, like, okay, I'll, I'll go there. But you're turning me off because I came here because you just got this, it's not about I'm not coming here to get healthy. If I want to be healthy, I'll stay home and make a smoothie. I'm coming here to get delicious food. I don't need to know how many calories are in this pizza. It's a freaking pizza. If I was caring about calories, I wouldn't come here for pizza. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll still come there or whatever, but it's kind of annoying that you're changing who you are to try to appeal to people that aren't like your your normal base. Like, why don't you give us what we want? You want to put something on the menu, like, Put a cheesecake on the menu or something, you know? Why don't you do what the people that are already here and have been coming here for generations, do what we want. Don't give us the middle finger and say, you know what, we want other people to come in here. You have a great product. You have a great, healthy, robust fan base. Don't ruin it because you're more concerned about how to appeal to different people that don't like your product while shoving your middle finger in our faces saying, ah, who cares? They're not going anywhere. We got them hooked. That's BS. And that's, that's the biggest reason right now that I don't like Roger Goodell, because I feel like that's all it is. That's all I get from him. He does nothing but make the product worse, could not care any less about the feedback. Every time they do anything with the rules, not a single person on planet Earth wants them to do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't enforce that. Don't make an emphasis out of that. Please, nobody wants this, but they do it anyways because they don't care about us. They want college scores. They want somebody to look and see that the score was 65 to 42. So maybe next time they'll tune in and watch the game. Listen, I want the NFL to go worldwide. I would love it if people from Australia, people from freaking Mongolia were massive NFL fans. It'd be great for podcasters, right? I mean, it's just, it's great for everybody 
if the sport grows. But don't tarnish your product in the pursuit of changing it so that it's palatable to everybody else. Because it's a, if it's, you're trying to make it palatable to everybody, you're going to end up making it palatable to nobody. Anyways, rant over. Anyways, you guys have yourselves a great night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.